The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk about Monday Night Raw from last night, something that I loved about Monday Night Raw and has got me hooked each and every single Monday night. Also, we get into success with pro wrestling outside of the WWE and get Bully's perspective on it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Riddle, is, I think, is is, is Matt Riddle a badass backstage? No. He's a goof, right? Yeah. Creative is really good at writing his goofy shit because creative's never been in a fight in their life. I think that's why it's working. Because it's ha-ha funny and goofy, and I think that whoever's writing this stuff for him, it that's their wheelhouse. Because Lord knows they don't know how to write for badasses. At least anymore. I think that this is a, a a happy synergy between writing for a character that can pull off goofy, entertaining stuff backstage because of what creative gave him and then be a badass in the ring because Riddle's a legit badass. He really is. I mean, his matches are fantastic. Uh, but I'm into it. I mean, I mean, obviously you have somebody like Randy Orton who's a legend, who's, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, top 25 greatest wrestlers of all time, no doubt. And a guy that's, you know, comes across as a prick. And then you got, you got Matt Riddle, who's like goofy and wants to be everybody's friend. And, you know, he even talked about his, you know, his his stepdad and everything else where you're like, and dude, the look of devastation after telling Randy about his stepdad and Randy walking away, just that sad look of devastation. I fell for the guy and I'm like, Oh my God, they got me for the first time. And I don't know how long there's a story on Monday night raw that I'm completely invested in. He's like a big, dumb puppy. Yeah. A sad, big, dumb puppy. 
I and I love it. I but bully. I'll say this. And listen, we'll get into like the Alexa Bliss shit and all that stuff. And if you like it, that's awesome. Good for you. The only thing that I legitimately like right now on Monday Night Raw is what's going on with Riddle and Randy Orton. Not saying that there's not good matches. I'm not saying that. But storyline-wise, creative-wise, the only thing that's got me hooked and that's going to make me sit and stay to the main event is Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. And I'll say this, Bully. I didn't even care who they're going in the ring up against. No disrespect to AJ Styles and almost, it it, it wouldn't have mattered because it didn't matter what was going to happen in the ring. It was what was going to happen between that dynamic between Orton and Riddle. That's good. It's it's entertaining. entertaining. Yes. It's entertaining. And you're getting a little bit of everything with Randy and Riddle. You're being entertained. You're laughing. You're a little bit sad when you see the look on Riddle's face. You're excited when the matches happen, whether it's Riddle wrestling or Randy wrestling or them tagging together. That's what good pro wrestling slash sports entertainment is supposed to be. I mean, watch this. Like, if you run down the whole card last night, obviously they opened up with Randy and AJ almost and Riddle. Riddle. You know, Drew and Baron. Was it entertaining to you? Um... No, if anything, I, I, Bar- Baron made it entertaining just because yeah. of his, you know, he's, you know, he, he's the he's the lonely loser right now. I actually feel bad for Baron Corbin. It's like it's not going to make me like Drew McIntyre anymore. What happened last night on Raw? You know, I never talked to you about the idea that I had had for Baron Corbin, or if I did, please stop me. Do you remember that first week when Baron was talking to Kyla Braxton and? Uh, and Kyla's like, yeah, I'll help you get the stain out of the shirt. Yeah. Remember that a couple weeks ago? Yep. They have a story there. And the story is Kyla should start to feel bad for Baron Corbin. And every time Baron Corbin <clears throat> kind of talks about how he's down on his luck, Kyla comes to the rescue because she's just a good woman. And little by little, Kyla starts to actually like Baron because she realizes that, wow, he's actually a nice guy. He's just been dealt a bad hand. And she slowly starts to fall for him. But Baron realizes that she's falling for him and thus starts to take advantage of Kyla. And then you bring in a fresh baby face to her rescue. It's so easy. Yeah, because it's at so the essence, relatable. he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy that's going to take advantage of any situation that comes his way. And and poor little Kyla Braxton. Everybody likes her. People are going to be screaming at the top of lungs, don't trust him, don't trust him. And in real life, don't we see this happen in relationships all the time? All the Whether time. Whether it's a, a woman trusting a man. or it, it comes down to, it's not about the man or the woman. It comes down to a trust factor. That's the thread. Trust. We all want to trust somebody and think that they're, you know, that there's actually a good person that lies beneath the bad person. Of course. But it you, just you, never you don't works know, out. You don't know the real Baron. I know the real Baron Corbin. Okay. Correct. You don't know him. You don't know him like I do. There you go. It's yep. so simple. My point was uh, I'm entertained by what Baron does. Okay, but Baron versus Drew, I know what's going to happen. Um, you know, Cross and Hardy, 
we're more we're 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 more interested in in, in what's going to go on, you know, with Cross and whether or not they're going to beat him or not than anything else. I'm I'm just going down the list and saying that when it comes to real sports entertainment, a la a Kane and Daniel Bryan, that's what we're getting with Riddle and Randy Orton. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open. And now a message from Alexa Bliss's demonic doll friend, Lily. time to clarify some comments made by Alexa Bliss last week on Raw. She said that I've been the influence behind some of the most despicable evil in history, that I was the one in the ears of Jack the Ripper and the Zodiac Killer. Well, I'm here to tell you that ain't all of it. 
You want to know what else I'm responsible for? Remember the Spanish Inquisition? That was me. The Great Chicago Fire? Me. Crystal Pepsi? Me. I'm the one who booked Blackjack Brawl in 94. I'm the one who came up with the finger poke of doom. And I'm the one who ordered the pyro for AEW's Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. So watch out. You'll never know whose ear I'll be in next. Now, if you'll excuse me, I do have a weekly lunch with Nick Khan to get to. Oh, and someone please tell Mark Henry I said hi. And now, back to Busted Open. Always appreciate Lily stopping by Busted Open. She doesn't speak on Raw, but she has no problem speaking her mind right here on Busted Open. And, yeah, that, those are some bad moments in history. Woo! Blackjack <laughs> Brawl. Oh, my God. One of the worst pro wrestling shows of all time. Oh, my Damn. goodness. Big pop for the pyro. Yeah, you know what? She's got the influence. Where's the kaboom? (laughs) There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. I hate to hear what's going on with that conversation, though, with Nick Khan. They're having lunch in just about an hour. What do you think Lily and Nick Khan are talking about? (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to see if there's any more releases. If there's any more releases later in the week. You know what, though? If there are, it's Lily's fault. You know what, though? Uh, I hope everybody that has gotten released in the past three or four months realizes that there is an entire world out there of pro wrestling. You're going to have to hustle a little bit, but um, if you bet on yourself, you'll be fine. You know, I look at a guy, like one of the guys that always comes to mind when I look at just independent wrestling is Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy was very, very smart when he went out on the indies. He worked at a very reasonable rate, but he negotiated keeping all of his merchandise because Matt Hardy knew that he was a hustler when it came to merchandise and thus did very, very well on every indie show that he worked with because he would tell the the promoters, here's my price, and the promoter's like, wow, yeah, I'll take it. That seems like a real good price for somebody with the name power of a Matt Hardy. Matt knew by betting on himself, he'd be able to do really well at the merch table. What's my point? If you hustle, if you know what you're doing, if you're willing to bust your ass and make a living for yourself, it can be done. And that's what I hope that all these talents that got released realizes. Hustle. Get out there. Take the initiative. Show up. Get yourself booked. Don't undercut yourself. Work hard. And if you learn to sell in the middle of the ring, you won't have to sell so much at the merchandise table. And Just a little nugget for younger talent. And I'm glad you said that because it's definitely true. Also, Bully, when you're a former WWE employee, you're a former WWE employee. Having that company attached to your name does a lot when it comes to, like you said, autograph, meet and greets, merchandise sales. I've seen it firsthand. 
it does mean something when you have that company brand attached to your name. Yeah. I mean, I, th these newer talents that got released uh, within the past couple of days, like Bronson Reed, he'll be known. Um, Mercedes Martinez, she'll be known. Um, what was the little dude's name? Oh, uh, Leon the underdog Ruff. guy. Leon, Leon Ruff, Ruff, he'll be known. A lot of the other talents, they're going to have to go out there. And they're going to have to continue to build a name for them. Like Jake Atlas. Jake built a nice name for himself on he the did. West Coast, I believe. You know, he's got to take advantage of that that name that he built on the West Coast. His little bit of time with NXT. Get out there and keep proving to the people that he belongs someplace. Now, you know, and, and I do want to get to the calls. And I apologize. I know we haven't gotten to a lot of calls today. But I think this has been a really good conversation with Bully. And then Mark chiming in, I thought was was great. But, Bully, when you look at what we're probably going to see from NXT moving forward, and I'm going to use an example of somebody who was just let go, and that's Bobby Fish. I think I believe Bobby Fish is 44 years old, you know, and he was just a part of NXT. I don't think we're going to see that type of a wrestler, and I could be wrong, a part of NXT. You know, this was part of that initiative like that Enzo was talking about yesterday of grabbing a lot of hot properties like Let's say with Ring of Honor, let's grab Kevin Steen. Let's let's grab El Generico. Let's bring let's grab a Bobby Fish. I don't know if that's going to happen now moving forward with an NXT. I think it's going to be a lot of younger, much younger talent. So do you feel like that's going to be the next wave of this brand moving forward? I don't believe you're going to know very much about the NXT talent moving forward. I think that they're going to continue to pluck from the world of like, say, uh, MMA or the 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 kid that just won the gold medal, the, the man okay, and the like, woman. Yeah. That just so athletes outside of the world of wrestling. Correct. And then they will probably scour some of the independents for talents that they'll want to bring in, strip down from day one, and then build back up the way they want to. But I think the directive is going to be there from Vince. Vince is going to want to know that from the first day they step into NXT, they're being built the way I want them to be built. Because I think we've seen enough evidence that NXT has built guys and gals not the way Vince wants them built. I think Hunter and Sean have done a tremendous job of building these talents into what we as fans want to see. Doesn't seem like Vince wants that the majority of the time. Lots of NXT talents come up, and they don't have the same level of success, or something goes wrong. Now Vince is going to do it his way. Hey, guys, you had a shot. You went head-to-head -head with another company. You came up on the losing end. Well, I don't like losing. I don't feel like losing anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm taking NXT out of the competition, and it's going to be what it originally was supposed to be, FCW on steroids. That's what it was supposed to be, right? And when yeah. I say on steroids, I don't mean the talent. I just no, mean production, a bigger... money in it, yeah. Correct. That's what it was supposed to be. A, a, um, a, a, a textbook version of a triple A in baseball. Get these guys ready for the major leagues. Don't get these guys to the point where they're bigger than talent in the major leagues. Let's just take Karrion Cross's entrance. Best entrance. Best entrance is the WWE. You think Vince wants 
uh, somebody from NXT having a better entrance than his Raw or SmackDown superstars. No. No, but 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 maybe make it even bigger than what it was. I mean, it's so stripped down. It's it's a Alistair Black. Alistair Black's entrance. Is there any good reason to take away from Alistair Black's entrance? Absolutely not. Why'd they do it? Give me one reasonable answer. Well, Bully, you know, that song required this technical thing and this lighting issue and blah, 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 blah. That's why they couldn't do it. You can't give me legitimate reasons. So when we don't come up with legitimate reasons, we have to start thinking outside of the box. And the box belongs to Vince McMahon. And in, unless you understand how Vince thinks, and by no means can I ever sit here and tell you I know how Vince thinks more than a Michael Hayes, a Paul Heyman, a, um, uh, a Pat Patterson, God rest his soul, or any of these people that have been around him for umpteen years. But from the time that I did spend there, from the veterans that I did hang out with, from the things I saw with my own eyes and things I heard with my own ears, I've been able to come up with, I think, just enough of, uh, of uh, an opinion to paint a reasonable picture on this show of how he thinks. I mean, we see it in like, I'll just use minor league baseball because you talked about, you know, you talked about like AAA baseball. There's certain teams that are like minor league affiliates that are kind of just rogue, like on their own, independent, not attached to an organization like, say, the Yankees or the Mets. Once they're attached to the Yankees and the Mets, then they're there to develop talent for the Yankees and the Mets. It's not about winning games. Not that they don't want to win games. Obviously, they want to win games. But it's not about, you know, winning the championship for the minor leagues. No, it's about developing the talent on that field because any day they could be plucked and brought up to the major leagues. So the New York Yankees aren't looking at, like, the New York Yankees aren't looking at the Somerset Patriots, which happens to be an affiliate for the Yankees. They don't care if they're on the run, on a win streak, and they're about to go to the championship. You think the Yankees give a shit about that? If they see a prospect that's playing third base and someone just got injured and they need a third baseman, I don't give a shit that you're on a win streak. We're taking your third baseman and we're putting him on the Yankees because what we're doing with the Yankees is a thousand times more important than what the Somerset Patriots are doing. That's NXT. Monday Night Raw, every single Monday night is in front of 15,000 fans. They're getting ready for SummerSlam in front of 40,000 fans. They're getting ready for WrestleMania that this year is going to be in front of 100,000 fans. Do you really think Vince McMahon should care about what NXT is doing in front of 250 fans at the Capitol Wrestling Center? Absolutely not. We had a caller before that says, it's making money. It made a million dollars last year. Do you know how much money WrestleMania itself makes? It pales. What NXT made pales in comparison to what one event does like WrestleMania for the WWE. And Vince is not going to give a damn how much money NXT makes for him. The perception is NXT lost the war. The perception trumps the reality. And, and bully, that means something. So I told you all about the money and the financials and all that. 
then like you're saying, the competitive nature of Vince McMahon, and you took the first L in 23 years? Like, I, I, I mean, I mean, when they moved to Tuesday nights, like, that was their answer of like, we lost. We lost. And we're going to move nights. So that whole statement that was made by the WWE that said, you know what, this is not a sprint, this is a marathon. Well, you lost the sprint and you lost the marathon. So the competitive nature of Vince McMahon, do you think right now he's even considering that Tuesday night show for two hours with NXT? And if you're Vince McMahon, you sit back and you say, I was able to outdo all of the territories whether you want to say put them out of business swallow them up whatever whatever it is vince won the territory war can we agree on that without a doubt he created wrestlemania can we agree on that yes he got his ass kicked by wcw and found a way to get up and destroy them and buy them can we agree on that yes he bought ECW at a bankruptcy court and killed it. Can we agree on that? Yes. Has Vince McMahon really did anything in the world of wrestling which he lost at? No. Not in the world of because wrestling. For 83 weeks, he did lose. But at the end of the day, he might have lost the 83 weeks of the battle, but he won the war. And then put some final nails in the co- coffin when DX... Trump the NWO at WrestleMania when Hunter beat Sting, yada, yada. Yes? Without a doubt. So when Vince looks at himself oh, really in the mirror, quick, he... bully, Really quick, Bully? You're 100% right. Because there was absolutely no reason for Sting to lose to Triple H at WrestleMania 31. You're 1,000%. That was, that was pissing on the grave of WCW. So when it comes to pro wrestling, Vince goes, I've won, I've won, and I've won some more. Yes, the World Bodybuilding Federation did not succeed. The XFL did not succeed. But when it comes to wrestling, yep, I did it all. But my developmental brand lost. I gave them every opportunity, but week after week after week. Now... It wasn't 83 weeks, a little bit of a different situation. So now, since you guys did not get it right, I'm going to come in and take over and turn this into what it was originally supposed to be. I'm trying to break this down into the simplest form because I'm a big believer in KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Maybe somebody comes on this show and says, Bubba, you're totally wrong. This is why Vince is doing what he's doing. Okay, I'm more than willing to listen. Anybody that's closer to the situation, more knowledgeable about the situation, absolutely. I'd be more willing to listen. But Dave, you're a pretty smart guy. Can you think of any other reason why what's being done with NXT talent and the rumors of NXT in the future is being done other than Vince is pissed? Uh, that, and you want to know something, Bully? Seriously, and this is coming from a big NXT fan. And you and I talk about NXT being the best pure pro wrestling show of the week, week in and week out. It's smart business. 
Raw and SmackDown need, especially Monday Night Raw, needs to help. They need talent immediately. Hell, there's a reason why you had three commentators doing that carrying cross match, and not one of those commentators mentioned the takeover main event that carrying cross is having with Samoa Joe. Do you know why? Because it doesn't matter. I, I, I hate saying that. It doesn't matter. The messed up thing about this situation is all of these, all of the, the reasoning that we're trying to give gets thrown out the door if NXT wins the war. There's no doubt. If NXT won the war, let's just say it was in reverse. And let's say, you know, NXT won blah, 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 amount of weeks and lost only seven. They, NXT would be a third brand. It would be Monday Night Raw on Mondays, NXT Black and Gold on Tuesdays, and it would be SmackDown on Fridays. Lord knows they wanted it to be a brand because the Survivor Series a couple of years ago, NXT destroyed everybody. That's right. Charlotte wins the Rumble they and went after able the to, NXT but they were And they were able to control all of those stories and scenarios. We're going to push NXT. We're going to make it a big deal. We're going to make NXT look as important as Raw or SmackDown. Yada, yada. But that was fantasy land as compared to what happened with AEW. AEW was real competition. And in a real fight, AEW won. Do I think AEW won because they had the superior product? No. I think AEW won because they had the more fun product and because... Everybody likes something different than the WWE. NXT was that something different back in the day, as Enzo said when he came on yesterday. He's probably still talking. He doesn't realize we hung up. Yeah, on we just put it. We show. just we just put his pot down. But like what he said is that NXT was the rogue company. But then AEW comes around and they're like, "Well, wait a second. NXT's not the rogue. It's part of the WWE." I mean, now they're even having main roster wrestlers on this show. And Charlotte's going after the NXT champion. This isn't that rogue company anymore. It's, it's WWE. This is the rogue company, AEW. Rogue companies were ECW, Ring of Honor, NXT, and AEW. Those are your rogue companies. I don't even put TNA in there. TNA wasn't a rogue company. TNA had 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 the hype and, you know, the p- people were watching it. But those are the real rogue companies. People flocked to ECW because they were tired of the WWE. People flocked to Ring of Honor because it was a total different style. NXT saw the Ring of Honor style and, 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 and pumped a, a lot of, you know, um, time and effort. And um, what am I looking for here, Dave? Hunter saw that the Ring of Honor style had a demographic, and he was yes. smart enough to build on it and say, we're going to give people a version of Ring of Honor in NXT. AEW, 18 to obviously. 49. 18 to 49 demographic. That's why, wait, can you bring up TNA? And I had a conversation with Dixie Carter. And Dixie Carter, I said, you know, we're talking, and Dixie Carter told me, she's like, my goal, I want to get, that pro wrestling fan, like the WCW fan that stopped watching wrestling. That's, that's what I'm trying to attract. I'm trying to attract that fan that stopped watching wrestling at that time, you know, nine or 10 years ago. 
it was never like you know we we want the 18 to 49 demographic or you know we're, we we want to take the coolness of the independent scene we want to get that that wrestling fan that we lost and bring them back that is not what AEW was trying to do AEW knows their demographic and you know what they're succeeding they're winning the 1849 demographic over a Monday Night Raw right now, yeah. Bully. And you know what's crazy? Uh, yesterday we were talking about AEW, and you had mentioned nobody has gotten as close to the ratings uh, that AEW is getting right now. And I did, I did say, hey, TNA gave WWE more run for their money because. TNA was able to get closer to a WWE rating back in the day because TNA was doing 2 million people a week at one time, yes? Yes. And you and you had people spouting off on social media like, Bully's so stupid because TNA never did what Impact Wrestling is doing right now and never gave the WWE the competition that, that, uh, that AEW is doing right now. I was only talking about a rating. Nobody, no company has ever, no, no other wrestling company out there other than WCW was doing 2 million viewers. TNA was. Thus, they're closer to the WWE numbers than AEW is at this very moment. Is that a legit I, statement? No, and here's why. 2 million as opposed to 1.1? Yeah, but, but what was WWE's rating at the time that they were getting the two? My point is they were closer to them, as in 2 million viewers. Maybe I should have said got had a bigger viewership. The, they, they definitely had a bigger viewership on TV. That's all no I was trying to say. But if you look at, like, if you look at the, the fan that was watching wrestling at that time, like, WWE was getting a 4 when TNA was getting a 2. There was still, like, a 2 million viewership difference. When you look at AEW right now, and you look at Monday Night Raw, it's only the difference of what seven hundred thousand fans. You know, like it's it's so when you look at it in that respect. But I understand where you're where you're coming from. I do. That was that was my only point. That only one other company other than AEW right now has ever come close to getting WWE esque numbers. And I think that AEW is going to wind up surpassing that anyway. And also, too, unfortunately, the TNA they went out, they went for the knockout punch by putting their product up against Monday Night Raw. They should have gone after one of the other shows. Instead, they went out for the knockout punch, and it failed. And ultimately, they are never able to get back to that point ever again. AEW, hey, you know what? They're learning from history. And you know what? They wanted to have their own night. It was the WWE that decided to challenge AEW with one of their shows, and they lost. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, 
Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.